So I'm joined today again with Taylor. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> Good morning. Good, Good morning, Jack. And uh, I mentioned uh, that my book came out, Perseverance, and boy, these are times to persevere, that's for sure. We've had uh, a few changes around here at Unicorp, and Taylor's picking up the ball and running with it. Uh, you've seen Alexi in previous podcasts, and Alexi's going to be with us a couple more weeks, and she's moving on to new opportunities. And Taylor's going to step up and you're going to get to persevere in that. Definitely. It's a big challenge, but I got you. I'm going to be running in your office a lot. <laughs> I, know, I know you're going to do great. Uh, I'm excited. And uh, Alexi's been with us 12 and a half years. And, and gosh, Taylor, how long have I known you now? Uh, well, I've been with Unicorp going on five years now, and we've known you for 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how quick time goes by. And you and I met with uh, very unusual circumstances. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those who believes that... Uh, even with Alexi leaving, you stepping up, that things always happen for a reason. Uh, life throws curveballs at you. There's reason things happen. Mm -hmm. uh, things happen that affect change. It's like even everything that's happening in the world today. Um, you know, people are saying, why is all this stuff happening? And, and it affects change. Yeah, it affects change with uh, how we work. It affects change with how we deal with China and the future, how the U.S. is going to deal with things. It affects change in, in police officers, how they behave, because, mm -hmm. you know, there's been terrible things that have happened in the world, and, and all this is affecting change. And, and you went through a giant change. Uh, how many years ago was that in Haiti? Ten years uh, from January, yes. Ten years ago, January. Mm -hmm. Tell a little bit about your story, because I know that story intimately, but a lot of people don't, and um, how we came to know each other and what you went through. Yeah. Well, uh, ten years ago, January, I was in Haiti for a mission trip. I was 17 years old. And uh, an earthquake hit, and it was uh, devastating. Killed three, almost 300,000 people in Haiti. And my group had to be evacuated up to higher grounds um, through a long process uh, of trying to figure out how we were going to get out of there. The and, people and back you, home... You were lacking communication for a while, too, no weren't communication. you? I spoke to my parents once, and it was the first time I ever heard my dad cry as... Uh, so to know that not only could we not stop the ground from shaking, could we, we couldn't stop the people, you know, these people in the villages around us from crying and screaming, we didn't know how we were getting out. And so I eventually found out there were people at home that were doing everything they could to get us out, and you were one of them. Yeah, I got a call from uh, the church, and they said, we've got a bunch of kids stuck in Haiti. You're a kid, a 17-year-old kid. I was, I was a kid. Stuck in Haiti. And uh, Chuck, can you help us? And and me, along with a group of guys, flew down to the Dominican to, to bring you all home. Yep, you did. And it was a long, it was 24 hours, really. Um, scary 24 hours. Very scary. We were, the DR was not allowing anybody from Haiti to come over. So we had to kind of go around things and to be a 17-year-old and 
to just not have a, a plan of safety and to, to just, you know, not know what the next step is. It was very scary. Um, but we had some guys who were very um, capable and very willing to do whatever it took to get us out. And so by the time it was, I think it was 1 a.m. when we got to the airport in Orlando, they reserved a, a portion of the airport for the kids who were getting rescued. And it was a mob of news you know, news crews and people there with signs. And I could see my dad over the crowd and I pushed my way through and made it to my family, hugged my family. And immediately they turned me around and they said, this is Chuck Whittle. He's one of the men who helped rescue you. So Chuck was the first one of the rescuers that I got to meet. Yeah, it was, uh, and she's leaving out, she says, a workaround. We um, flew in the Dominican Republic. It was uh, me and a group of Navy SEALs and Army Rangers. And we chartered cash some helicopters and had the helicopters fly over and pick you all up. And yeah. we had no idea what we were getting into. We came in with guns. We didn't know if we were going to face violence or what. Yeah. And we were able to, I hate to say smuggle the guns in, but we were able to get guns over there. And, and luckily nothing had to be used, but it was a very scary time for everybody. And we didn't know what we would face, but within a very quick period of time, we got you all out of there and, um, and it changed your life, right? It changed my life completely. It changed the way that I saw the world that I was living in too. It was a 17 year old who hadn't experienced anything like that. I also was, uh, my eyes were open to the people we left behind and the devastation that they were experiencing that they didn't get out. And it was my burden that I carried, but also opportunity uh, to do something to make a difference. And actually Chuck made a big difference. He was one of the men who uh, donated a lot of money to build a school immediately after because of the devastation. It ruined a lot. Um, I mean, buildings were destroyed, schools were destroyed. And if those kids don't get education that that their future is ruined. So, um, it wasn't, it didn't end there at the rescue. It, it didn't. I remember uh, I donated money to build uh, a Christian school in Haiti and uh, it was money. I'd love to see it one day. I got a picture of it, but yeah. it was money well spent. And, and you know, I, my heart went out to what you went through and what everybody yeah. went through. And, and it was, uh, yeah, it made me a different person too, yeah. because it, everything was so important in my life at that point in time until I was really able to help some other people. Right. And everything else seemed much less significant it you know, being able to help you out and yeah. we got to know each other and and who would have known that we would be working side by side never uh, a decade later <laughs> and as yeah. a matter of fact you went to school for a different career you were going to do i was going to be a speech pathologist working with kids with speech impediments and here i am not working with kids with speech impediments and i am so thankful for the calling that uh, my life switched a different direction, but I think that's what we're learning so much even today, that when our plans don't work out, there's beauty in that. There's, uh, it's painful at the time um, because it's not what we expected, and I think we're all realizing that now with you know the coronavirus and the things happening in our world. So to see the fruit of that and just to be here 10 years later, I look back at the earthquake and I would never, ever wish to experience that again. But I'm so thankful that I did, and I am thankful for the good that came out in Haiti as well. Um, the people who all of a sudden, after a horrible circumstance, were awo awoke to what was going on in Haiti and needed to step up and help. Yeah, and, and you know, that introduction that we had to each other, we've always had a bond over that. Mm -hmm. and, and I really think you know, what you went to school for would not have engaged your personality because <laughs> Taylor is a very happy, she always makes me smile. I'm always happy to be around. She's got an infectious laugh <laughs> and you get to engage with a lot of people. And, and now, you know, to take, you know, a step forward, um, you're going to be running the leasing department 
and we've got big, big, big things in front of us. And well, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things that happen just like in Haiti, very unexpectedly, very suddenly. Yes. And um, and we adapt. We wake up. Yep. We say, okay, what are we going to do? And you move on. Yes. And it's it's a great life lesson because I've had that happen to me so many times. Things thrown at me that I never expected, and you know, it was, I was talking to a buddy of mine not too long ago, you know, about perseverance. Because, mm-hmm. gosh, we've been hit with so much. We just had a tornado here, and I went and saw the devastation this weekend, and it was awful, mm-hmm. awful. I felt so bad for those people. We've had COVID. We've had all sorts of things we've had to deal with. And, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend. He's like, well, I didn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. Well, none of us deserve anything that happens no. to us. But, you know, as, as you get things thrown at you, it's how you manage those things. Mm-hmm. It's how you get through it. You don't look at things and, and feel, woe is me. You look at things and say, okay, it's a challenge. And, it's a challenge. And, and, and you, gotta sure. look at, you were, certainly had a challenge in Haiti. Yeah. Uh, you, we certainly all had challenges with the coronavirus, which we're still dealing with. Yep. And um, we've got challenges in the company. How do we, how do we move forward? We've, we've lost the key person. Right. And uh, you're going to become more key. And, but I know you're going to do great with it. And, Thank you, Chuck. And I, I have all the confidence in you, and I have confidence in our company and the people around us that uh, we'll all get through it and, and come out better on the other side. Absolutely. I'm excited for the challenge. I think there is a wave in that's healthy. It's okay to, to be you know, uncertain of the future, but I think also uncertainty is what's so exciting. And we have, um, we have good things and bad things in life, and it's the way that you handle them and the way that you, you step up to challenges that, that make the future better. Yeah, change is good, and change makes you a different person. You grow. And it's all a part of growing and learning more about ourselves and what we can do. So I know you're going to step up and I'm excited for the future. Thanks. We will miss Alexi for sure, but we will do, you know, business and we have a great community here. Yeah, I love Alexi. I've known Alexi for 12 and a half years and she's been a great part of the team. She's the one who told me I need to start doing podcasts. She is. (laughs) People were interested in the story and, um, and yeah, Gosh, when I think of, you know, the reason I, I wrote this book, Perseverance, is when I think of all the things I've been through in my life, just, yeah, I think I mentioned before that um, Pastor Henry, um, yeah, I, I always told him, I said, Jim, you've got great stories in life because God ordained you to be a preacher and he was going to give you those experiences so you could tell people about him and it made his life interesting and it made it interesting to sit in church and hear the stories because Jim would always have a great story to tell. And, um, you know, I realize in my life, um, you know, God's given me stories and, and, you know, connections like with you and you have a story and, and everybody has interesting stories. And I, I learned so much about myself when I wrote this book, Perseverance, because Marilla, who uh, was the ghostwriter with me, she made me really, really, really go back in time, back to when I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was like a therapist. Chuck, how'd your life get started? And and it, if I didn't go through the things I went through, if my parents didn't get divorced when I was a very young boy, I, I probably wouldn't have had the drive I had. It, you know, I was put in a position where I had to uh, to do something. Right. And you know, I had a. a teacher in elementary school. I remember Clarence Bell, great guy. I was getting in trouble. I was getting in fights all the time. And Clarence Bell, he, he said, Chuck, I want you to get into karate, quit fighting in school, come fight, you know, as a sport. And, and I never got in a school fight again after that because they taught me discipline. And I, yeah, that's a story. And, and I have a story about a guy who, when I was a kid, we were broke. We didn't have any money. And, uh, 
And he said, uh, he asked me one day, he says, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a millionaire. And he was a teacher. And he said, Chuck, not only will you not be a millionaire, you'll probably never even meet one. And, and he wasn't lifting me up, he was putting me down. Right. But what that did is right. it created a challenge. Yeah. You know, I, I challenged myself, I challenged him. I'm like, okay, I'll show you. But little things like that in life, you could say, oh wow, Mr. Craig said something bad to me and, and you know what, maybe I'm a failure. Or you can say it like, I'll show you. Right. And so as it's we- It's the way you react. It's the way we react. It's a and, and once again, here's a challenge that we both face together. And, um, and I know a year from now, we're gonna be sitting going, wow, we did great, we made it through. And I want Alexia to do great too. She will do great with her new, her new job. But uh, yeah, you, you have to rise to the occasion. You have to rise sure. to the challenge and sure. not back down. Yeah. But if you get knocked down, you get up yes. and you keep going. Yeah. So I'm excited for our journey. I'm excited for the journey we've had. I'm excited for the journey we're going to have in the future. You've got an amazing story with Haiti. And I hope you all read my book. There's a bunch of stuff in it. Uh, You can get it at chuckwoodall.com. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about other things. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.